Hey, 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 guys, 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 guys. Hey, 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 guys. And, and, guys, guys. Welcome to, 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 to. Episode 31 of Echo. Of Echo? Of the Strange Thing Podcast. Coming to you live from the Strange really dumb it's kind of cool though i like it though yeah it's a new feature we're going to do this every week yep. if nothing else just tune in to just listen tune to in us go. hear us go it's a good time i need a drink uh-huh. okay hey what are you drinking over there i'm drinking guinness genuine draft i'm drinking my go-to irish which is death. irish death you know and we're also drinking a little bit of Irish whiskey. Yes, we are drinking Quiet Man eight year single malt Irish whiskey. Nice. It's really good. Quiet Man for two not so quiet men. That's, yeah, that's for mm-hmm. sure. I hope it doesn't jinx us, you know, make us quiet. That would suck. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I do when I go to the liquor store. You liquor what? I go in <laughs> and I look at all the tags. And here in Idaho, the liquor store, it's a state liquor store. Mm-hmm. So if there's a sell in one liquor store, they're in all liquor stores. Yeah. And so I go and I look for the tags and the one that has the steepest discount in like the Irish whiskey section, because that's mm-hmm. my favorite kind of whiskey. He's an Irishman. Irish. I think I'm Scottish. But anyway, I like Irish whiskey. I'm a trader. And we drink Irish whiskey. We might be Scottish. We're definitely part English, French. We got a German last name. We got some British. In I've this. got curly black hair. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't have any hair. It's all falling out. Aww. Well, it's a sign of testosterone. I got so much hair. I got so much hair right now. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I go into the liquor store. I look around and I find the best sell price on, you know, whatever has the most dollars off. Oh, yeah. And so this had $7 off. Mm-hmm. It was still, it, this isn't bottom shelf and it's not top shelf. It's like high middle. Okay. But it's really good. Quiet Man, eight years, single malt, Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. Yeah. And what do you rate it on your scale of one to ten of best? For one the, one for the being price, like... you know, I don't know if I would pay for this, you know, because I think it's it's like 45 bucks regular. Ooh. I don't think I would buy that for mm. 45 bucks because I like Powers. Powers is like twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Cheapo. And, yeah. And it's it, just good. No, it's not cheapo. It's inexpensive. Inexpensive. Cheapo means quality deficit. Okay. Yeah, it's not a quality deficit. We're here at Power's original distillery in John's Lane in the heart of Dublin. James Power set up his tavern here just outside the walls of Dublin in 1785. And in 1791, he concentrated on distilling because his whiskey had become so popular. From 1791 until 1976, on this site, they made Power's whiskey. But anyway, that, yeah. So I got this, and I really like it. I don't know if I'll buy it again until it's on sale again. But mm-hmm. hey, it was worth a shot. Nice. Yeah. Solid. It tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what's on the scale of 1 to 10? What do you give it? Yeah, we've sampled a lot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to narrow it down to Irish whiskey. Okay. Put it, um, put it, give us your yeah. give us your top five, bro. So remember the, the uh, whiskey that we used to drink when we started it all? And it wasn't very expensive, but it had a really high alcoholic content. Do you remember the name of that whiskey? Was it Dewar's? No. You're the one that turned me on to it. It's very sweet. Oh, oh, oh. The, the, the not? The not whiskey, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it was like was it 50 percent alcohol it I don't was know really strong that, but it was tasty yeah it was good it's sweet kind of sweet um but it's good and it was inexpensive and i think you know i would rate that probably at about a six okay because it's not super dead. great because you can't drink too much of it and it, it kind of drink too much of anything no but i mean it, it gets a little you get a little tired of the flavor yeah. because it's so strong and so sweet so i put that about a six and then i really like powers mm-hmm. and that's probably my eight category okay. um this would probably be a solid eight okay. category as well but it's got a dinker on the price <laughs> yeah but it's gotta it's gotta be knocked down a little bit because Twenty nine ninety five for powers, or you know fifty bucks basically for Quiet Man eight year mm-hmm. uh, single malt. It's not quite good enough to justify right. me spending that extra money. I I I am a cheapskate. Quiet Man requires deep pockets. Yeah. So then we have like Jameson, mm-hmm. and Jameson's pretty good. I put that about a seven. It's pretty good. And they have those different kind of cask mates that are good that have like coffee infused flavors. Oh, in. weird. Yeah, those are good. Um. And then, you know, that's probably around six for me. Where's Doers? You, you Doers? Doer I like Doers. Doers is probably a seven, seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. And there's another one I can't think of it that I like. Um, I bought a couple Bally times. Who? Ballyhoo was pretty good. Yeah, that's a seven, I think. I've never really bought the cheap, cheap stuff because, so I can't really say if I would go lower than a five on anything in the Irish closet. The Irish closet. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a weird euphemism for something. Yeah. It sounds like a good whiskey name. I, don't, I, I hit him right in the Irish closet. Right in the Irish closet. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what are we talking about tonight, Austin? Uh, probably some gods. Yeah, we've been talking about... Oh, the gods knows. It's been really, really kind of a strange couple, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, talking about strange gods feels very strange. It does. You know, we're talking a lot about like the pantheons somebody actually asked me the other day they came up and said i'm listening to your podcast but i don't understand what a pantheon is Mm. so i thought we'd better we better explain that if anybody missed that i don't know if we did that definition in the first episode or not thanks a lot whoever you are calling out the things that we messed up on (laughs) not making a definition clear enough for you so if we didn't a pantheon is simply i mean it's really 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 simple it's just all the gods that a group of people or a religion worship. Yeah. That's a pantheon. I think we kind of related it to the divine council. Yeah. In yep. it, you know, we was like, that would be an example of a pantheon. Right. The divine council. So. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, honestly, you don't really have to worship them. Mm-hmm. It's just the collective gods of a group of people, culture, or religion. Yeah. So you could say, like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Page, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, probably another Jimmy... Eddie Van Halen, John Mayer, uh, guitar gods. <laughs> guitar gods, yeah. Well, here in America, you walk down the street and almost everybody you see will either be a god or a goddess. Mm, goddess, you get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> at least in their own minds, right? Mm-hmm. But it's been really interesting to think about and look at some of the gods through history and through time. Because one thing is clear, people want to have a god. Right. They need to have a god. You know, here you hear a lot they of need their own personal, personal Jesus, right? Jesus. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, a lot of theologians, and and this is across different religions, so it's not just Christianity here. They often say that there's a god-shaped vacuum in every human, hmm. and I think that's kind of proven by just the fact that people always are trying to fill that vacuum with something. That sounds like a really good, like kind of like scheme. Like you go door to door, 
selling God's vacuums because everybody's got a God-shaped vacuum in their heart. You can go to door to door. Hi, my name's Dyson Kirby Hoover, and I'm here to sell you the product of your life. Is it windy out today? Is it dusty out today? I can see a little dust on that carpet, and I can suck the dust devils right out of your life with <laughs> gods. <laughs> Something like that, you know. Our gods don't suck. Gods, and they can all be like. Oh no, they'd have to is, say our gods really suck. Our gods really suck. <laughs> Speaking of Aphrodite, you know, like he could have like little like. Things That's so horrible. they could each have their. This yeah. one has its own battery. Meet Hercules, or you know, <laughs> yeah. Thor. Thor, the god of thunder and lightning. Thor is a nice handheld hammer styled vacuum that you know you <laughs> could do geez. a whole thing. That's just sick and wrong. Have yeah. problems underwater? Meet Poseidon, if we, the swimming pool vacuum. If we keep this up, we're going to Hades. I think so. We're Hades? going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It is really strange, though, that that people seem to need to fill that vacuum, that emptiness, with something. Mm -hmm. Now, modern times, we fill it with other things, you know. Maybe we don't have these old, archaic kind of gods, but we have other things. We have science, which we've talked about. We have social media. We have ourselves that we put up on those thrones, and we collect worship through all of our followers on Instagram or Facebook or whatever they are. Right. Yeah. Or Twitify, you know. Twitify. It's really kind of, I don't know, it's a it's kind of a sad narrative on the situation of our life. I don't want to go too deep and too discouraging, but let's pull out. Let's go up. Let's take the high road. There you go. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of high road, I've got a story to tell. It has nothing to do with gods. I think I've heard I've heard rumors of the story. I don't know what it's about, but yeah. you guys keep saying, like, you got to tell Austin the yeah, story. Yeah, this is a funny story. And then I never hear it, and then I get frustrated. Well, I to bring it has it up to really do really with a strange thing, our podcast, our branding, and our merch. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> my dad, he is an awesome guy. If any of you have ever met my dad, he is a very unique individual, to say the least. Right. My dad recently, he's getting up there. He's in his 80s and he's struggling a little bit with his memory and things like that. Um, but last time we went down to visit my dad, I took a box of a strange thing t-shirts. Mm -hmm. And I took them down uh, along with some other swag and I was going to give them out to some friends and family and some stuff like that. Because we were in our hometown. Yeah. So I did, and, and I gave a few away. And my sister was up from Las Vegas, so I gave her a couple shirts and some some stuff. And then when we went to leave, I forgot that box of t-shirts. Okay. I knew that. Yeah. Okay. So it was down there and I thought, well, no big deal. I'll just have my sister put it away and I'll get it next time I go down to see my dad. Mm -hmm. Well, we installed ring uh, doorbells and cameras at my dad's house so that we can kind of keep tabs on and make sure he doesn't fall down, you know, and hurt himself or whatever. Right. Kind of watch out for him. Yeah. So the last few days I've noticed that my dad... And I gave him a Strange Thing t-shirt for Christmas. And I noticed that my dad started wearing that Christmas t-shirt. Okay. And the first day I saw him wearing it on the ring camera, I thought, oh, cool. Honey, come here. Look, dad's wearing my t-shirt. <laughs> and then we, and then I think you told me to wear that shirt because you were wearing that yeah. shirt that day. Yeah, that same yeah. day. We were recording. So I wore my shirt because my dad was wearing that <laughs> shirt. And I thought, well, it would have been cool if you would have providentially yeah. wore your shirt. But you didn't. So you yeah. ruined it. But anyway. A little muscle tea. Yeah. Make muscle tea. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, the next day I see my dad on the camera again and uh, he's wearing the shirt again. I'm thinking, oh, he must really like that shirt. Two days in a row. Third day, dad's got that shirt on again. <laughs> the fourth day, 
dad's still wearing a strange thing t-shirt. And now I'm starting to get concerned. It's like, my dad's hygiene has really gone downhill. I can see where this is going. He's worn the same t-shirt four days in a row. He wears it again. I'm like, oh no, that shirt's going to be so smelly and gross. Yeah. (laughs) So I get a call from my sister that lives in the same town my dad lives Mm -hmm. in today. And she says, you'll never guess what happened. I think I do. Like what? Because dad found those box of t-shirts you left here and he's been wearing all your shirts. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So he wasn't wearing the same shirt. He was getting a new shirt out of the box every day. He's just got a strange thing (laughs) podcast Monday through (laughs) Sunday shirts labeled. Oh, so awful. But anyway, so if you get online and anybody orders large or extra large shirts, I'm out of stock because my dad has worn them. I might give you a discount for like previously worn. (laughs) Yeah. By an old guy. You can sign them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least he wasn't wearing like a really, like an extra small stomach. No. And the ladies cut. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I wants to gain some weight. My dad's our biggest fan, I think. Is he? Yeah, he, he must be. Definitely he definitely owns the most day. merch. <laughs> you know, we were joking around because he loves to go to garage sales. And he probably thought they were all garage sale t-shirts. And uh, that's probably why he's wearing them. But anyway, a little side Maybe he thought story. it was a name tag. <laughs> dad's funny. I love my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, let's get on with this show. Let's yeah. start talking about strange gods. Sounds good. So one of the things that is very interesting about the pantheons and the gods... They range from the very earliest recorded times in human history all the way up till now. And some of the pantheons are very robust, very deep, you know, with thousands of gods. Like they say the Hindu pantheon could have three million gods. Three million. Yeah, it's just what they say. The God for everything. It's like an app on an iPhone. Uh And the Hindu religion is very interesting. Um, You know, I wanted to do a section on the Hindu gods. But what's really interesting in the Hindu faith, there are so many different categories that if you look at the religion, it's really hard to define exactly what those systems of belief are. Mm. Because you could be an agnostic and be a Hindu. You could be an atheist now and be a Hindu. Interesting. It is very interesting. They could be monotheistic. They could be polytheistic. They don't have to recognize a standard pantheon to be in the Hindu faith. I think that's called uh, polymonothea. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> polymonothea. Yeah. If not, it should be. I just made something up. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Put that on your wiki page. That sounded awesome. Polymonothea. <laughs> polymonothea. It sounds like a bad gingivitis disease. I was thinking of onomatopoeia. Oh, yeah, I see what you did. We could just ramble on and ramble on, but I think we need to get down to business and get into some pantheons here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to get into the pantheons. Oh, my goodness. Going to get into pantheons I like could, it's prom night. That's what? <laughs> so, so, anyway, I don't want to get in the Hindu pantheon right now. I think we're going to go there. But before we do that, we need to do a little research so we can pronounce their names a little better. Right. Yeah, they're hard to hard to pronounce. I was thinking, let's just go really fast through a couple because we talk a lot about things that aren't really about strange gods. So we don't want this to be like a 16-hour episode. Right. Let's just go through really quickly some that are a little older maybe than okay. the Roman and the Greek and the Norse mythologies. So what about we do something in like uh, the Middle East? So let's do Egypt. 
And then let's go somewhere not east, like in the west. Let's go to like South America, some of the ancient cultures in South America. Let's do the Mayans. Spanning the globe. Yeah. You know, but they both have pyramids. (gasps) So we've got like the the pyramids of Giza. Yes, we do. And we got the pyramids of Chichen Itza. Yeah. On different sides of the the round sphere we live on called Mother Earth. The globe. Or flat earth. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever it is. I didn't even think about that when I was doing research on this stuff. I didn't even think about that they both, these two have triangles coming out of the ground. Maybe we did it on purpose. (gasps) Let's let's just say that we did it on purpose because there were so many connections. And pyramids aren't going to be the only ones. But let's get going. Okay. Let's start in Egypt. Um, Let's start with... I don't know. Let's just do a few of the gods because they have a whole bunch. In fact, yeah. all the pantheons have a lot of gods and we can't do them all. We just don't have enough time. In they the... are very like a soap opera-esque. Yeah. yeah. And if we did all of them, by the time we got them all done, the internet probably wouldn't even be existing anymore because it would be old technology. Okay. Yeah. So let's go on. <laughs> all right. So the first god let's uh, hit in uh, Egypt land is let's do Osiris. Okay. Osiris is the god of the underworld. Oh, no. Yep. He was the, supposedly the king of Egypt, and, you know, sad story, he was actually murdered, and what? not only murdered, but he was dismembered by his brother. Oh, no. Yeah, who was also a god. His name was Seth. But Osiris was married to a hottie. Oh, a hottie and, with a body? Yeah, a hottie with a body, and her name was Isis. Oh. And she managed to reassemble Osiris... And then resurrect him from the dead. She must have been really hot. Yeah, because she wanted to get knocked up and conceive a kid. Okay. And so that's why she she did that. She, you know, glued him back together mm. and... Uh, Gave the, him some Viagra. Yeah, and then they get copulated and had a son who became the god Horus. Okay. So um, Osiris is often depicted in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics and stuff mm. as like a mummy. He's like a mummy with a human like a, head. Like a stereotypical mummy. Yeah, he's wrapped in cloths and stuff like that. Like the emotep. Yeah. yeah, I don't emotep. think... I don't think his head's wrapped up, though, in his depictions. But anyway, yeah, so we have Osiris. So he's kind of like the Greek god Hades? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would be an equivalent. Yeah, but- very interesting how these things kind of line up. What? Who's the other one in Norse? Hell. Hell. Hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that's right. And she is often depicted as a person who is beautiful in her face, but her body, as it gets down, like in her thighs and stuff, she's rotting and decaying. She's a butter butt. Yeah. So I don't know. There's some weird connections there. Okay. We got to move on because we got a bunch of these. So we already mentioned the wife of Osiris. Mm-hmm. After Osiris was raised from the dead, he boinked his wife named Isis. Mm-hmm. She is similar to Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Yeah. She's a god of family and love and... And getting it on. Yeah, but also, isn't wasn't there the cult of Aphrodite that was also about being chased? I don't know about that. I mean, not like chased down the road, but I mean like being chased. Oh, like... Like not... Being lusted for. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, Isis, kind of similar there. Um, she's often depicted, and this is very interesting uh, in my my book. Um, she's often depicted as having her child 
who was fathered by Osiris after mm-hmm. he got glued back together, um, suckling on her breasts. Okay. In a position and in a way that's very similar to what we've seen in like the Renaissance depictions of Mary and Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Where a little bit of the child synchronisticism. Syncretism. Yeah. <laughs> where the, the child is kind of prone across her arms yeah. and, and suckling. It's the same kind of image. Very, very, very weird. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, let's get to their kid, um, Osiris and Isis' child, whose name was Horus. Horus? Horus. 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 <laughs> no, 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 not. But Horus. I'm going to updo your horse noise for galloping. Is that uh-huh. what that was? That was a gallop. That is. For a mouth noise, that's pretty good. That now, was pretty if good. I was smacking my thighs, I could make a really good. Kind of, <laughs> But I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> so interesting. Okay. So we're, we're doing these little cross references, right? We're kind of getting some traction in how these gods are, are the same in other pantheons. Um, Horus was a sky god. And he was associated with uh, war and hunting. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound like? If you had to pick up Ares, Ares, no way this day could get any better. Ares, yeah, the Greek god Ares, and also oh, he was a god of war, and then also the Roman equivalent was Mars. Mars, a yeah. man. Now, as far as looks go, um, Horus is often depicted as a human body with a hawk-like head because he's a hunter. He's got eagle yeah. eyes, hawk eyes. Yeah, and he's the god of the sky, right? So he flies around like a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. What Next, was that? I don't know. It was a hawk. Pig? No, it was a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Just because you can do better invitations. I, I don't know if it was any better. Oh, it, was, but... it is fun to do it. It almost makes you choke, though, when you suck air in your lungs like that. Yeah. <laughs> I have asthma. This could hurt me. Yep, um, don't die. <laughs> so then we talked very briefly about the brother of Osiris. His name was Seth. Hmm. Now, Seth... He was known as the god of chaos, Mm. violence, deserts, and storms. Deserts, huh? Yeah. (laughs) One thing that's really interesting, he had the body of a man in his depictions and some kind of animal head, but nobody really knows for sure what kind of animal it was. Interesting. So maybe they went extinct or maybe they just made up some weird face. I don't know. Interesting. It is kind of interesting. Crazy. So he'd be kind of like chaos... Kind of Loki-like, yeah. confusion, trickstery. I had the same thought. It sounds a lot like Loki, doesn't it? It does a little um, bit. Yeah. And he murdered his brother, which Loki always tried to kill Thor. Yeah. At least in the movies. At least in the movies. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, because we've got a bunch here. Um, we got Anubis. Mm-hmm. I know that one. Uh, well, and he wh- came up in my life today, in but fact. Anubis did? Yeah. So my son, he's six years old. Mm-hmm. And he's way into like... Pokemon and there's this show called Dinosaur Kings and they like swipe cards and that like brings a dinosaur to life. Weird. And they em- em- empower the dinosaur with like elemental powers like electricity or fire or whatever. No wonder the kids of today are so screwed up. Right? So I was like, hey son, have you ever heard of Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> which, <laughs> which was a card game when I was younger. Yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty into it. And, and it, yeah. it, it's kind of got like an Egyptian background, yeah. but one of the like the opening scenes of the Yu-Gi-Oh movie called like the Temple of Light or something 
was about Anubis. Hmm. And that came up today. <laughs> so I thought that was serendipitous. Interesting. Yeah. Anubis, god of the dead, head of the jackal, and a yep. kid's uh, and I think he kills animated a cartoon. bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. And he's like a dog-faced pony hmm. soldier. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what... Joe Biden said, <laughs> dog, dog face pony soldier. <laughs> You're a lying dog face pony soldier. <laughs> Sorry. Well, one thing kind of interesting about Anubis, as well as that he has the head of a jackal. Oh, a jackal, not mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah, okay. a jackal. Um, he is the person or the god that took care of Osiris when he was dead and, and basically mm. wrapped up and mummified and embalmed his body. That was before Isis brought him back to life and glued him back together. He's kind of like the original Humpty Dumpty, that Osiris. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Anubis, the god of the dead, uh, very interesting. So he's kind of a Hades or hell hodgepodge. Yeah. And with um, Osiris a little bit. Yeah. Kind of so, like those two together, kind of like we were talking about last time. They kind of combined mm-hmm. into a different, it's a synchronous synchronistic syncretism syncretism yeah that causes them to kind of blend together but they're not the same but they're not different well what's interesting about this so we're talking about the middle east still here in egypt Mm -hmm. there is syncretism going on all over the place with all these different gods and pantheons and things like that um now what's really interesting when we get talking about the mayan gods here in a minute Mm -hmm. they weren't connected it's not like you could walk across, you know, a few hundred miles and be into a different pantheon. Right. They're across oceans. But anyway, yeah, I find it very continents. interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're not connected at all. Okay. So maybe the time frames don't line up exactly. But Egypt was thriving at the same time that the Mayans were over there having their, their exotic cultures. Yeah. They were doing really well as, at the same time, just on different continents. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay, let's keep going. So we got Anubis. Um, then we have Thoth. Thoth? Oh, I like saying that word Thoth. I let, I would love some some salad with like a like a Thoth on the thigh. I want a hot Thoth on the thigh. Hot Thoth on the thigh because my mouth is sensitive. That would be so swell. I love it. love it. If I eat too much hot Thoth, my mouth will get sore. Thor, <laughs> mine just gets sweaty. Sweaty? Sweaty Thoth. Sweaty. It's amazing. Yes. So is. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, let's keep going. So Thoth was interesting. He was the god of writing and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also had the body of a man. This is like like a repeating thing. Most of the gods have a body of a human, male or female. Mm-hmm. And he had the head of an ibis. It was definitely the best body. Uh-huh. Never mind. Let's move on. So do you know what an ibis is? Um, is it like an ibex? Like a pronghorn? No, it's a bird. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like a bird with four legs who lives in the <laughs> desert. No, it's it's like a wannabe stork. Oh, like a stork with stork. a it, with a curved beak that curves down. Oh, yeah, like Peronis. <laughs> What's Peronis? Hey, what is Peronis? According to Mayo Clinic, fibrous scar tissue inside the penis that causes curved, painful erections. Oh, oh, curved, painful yeah, penis. Let's, let's go curved. on. Let's go on. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the last god, and we're going to talk about Ra. 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 Ra.
The sun god. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So Ra's interesting. A lot of people have uh, heard of Ra because yeah, he's in a lot of, of movies and things like that. But basically mm-hmm. one interesting kind of tidbit is that people actually believe that Ra was born each morning in the east and died each morning in the west. Yeah. And uh, similar to uh, the depictions of Horus, he had the body of a man <laughs> and, and the head of a hawk. together I reread the cinema hawk <laughs> the only thing I can see <laughs> okay oh my gosh <laughs> okay so yeah let's let's back just, on track yeah yep. let's get back on track let's wrap up our um our musings of the Egyptian gods and let's move over now let's f- go across the ocean let's fly across the ocean at a similar time frame when strange things was in Egypt's land, let my camera go. <laughs> is that from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I don't know if it's from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but it is in Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I love that show. That's Fry. So, yeah. Uh, so, across the uh, ocean blue, we have the South American, Mesoamerican culture called the Mayans. Okay. And the Mayans had a very robust pantheon. And there's no way we can go. <laughs> he quit looking at me like that. He said a robust. I know, robust pantheon. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. Let's get back on track. Okay. You had a very robust pantheon. <laughs> and we cannot. There's no way we could go through all of the Mayan gods. Right. Let alone, I mean, if we're in Mesoamerica, we could talk about the Incans and the Aztecs. Yep. And they have extreme, extremely huge pantheons of gods as well. So we, we chose the Mayans because they're a little more civil than the yep. Incas and the Aztecs. And they both have pyramids. And they have pyramids. Yep. And, and so, well, so did the Aztecs. Yeah, I think the Incas did too. I think everybody in Mesoamerica had some kind of ziggurat or pantheon. One difference is the Mayans weren't known for their human sacrificing oh. like the Incas and the Aztecs. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, they they did nasty things, and they came along actually quite a bit later. Uh, the Mayans predate the Incas and the Aztecs by, you know, 500 years or so. Okay. Yeah, at their zenith. I don't so, remember that long ago, so yeah. I have to rely on you for that one. Well, it's really weird to look at this stuff because, I mean, it doesn't take very long, and my brain doesn't have a lot of data storage anymore, and you get confused really easy. Mm-hmm. Because, like we've talked about, a lot of these gods and their descriptions are similar, and what they're gods of is very similar, but their names are way different, and you kind of get them all jumbled up and mixed fused. Yeah. Yep. So, totally. Like I said, I think last episode, it's a melting pot. Yeah. Like the whole gods thing kind of like blends together sometimes. It totally does. If you get into this too deep, you end up with drain damage. Drain damage. <laughs> you said that earlier and I, I laughed hard. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. You never heard of that? Brain yeah. dam. What did you say? Drain damage. Drain damage is yeah. pretty funny. I think that's a call out to my buddy Matt. He Matt. used to say, it's a mattism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go, Matt. Okay. So Mayan gods, um, let's just start with uh, the ruler of the heavens. Okay, the Zeus goose. Yeah, it's Itzam Na. 
Mm, it's different Amna. name than Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. totally. Um, but he, like Zeus or Jupiter in the Roman pantheon or Odin in the Norse, mm-hmm. he is the ruler of the heavens. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like the king god. Okay. Yeah, over there in uh, he's the main guy Mayan land. Yeah, he's the yeah. he's one of the main dudes, and he's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, in every movie. Yeah, another thing that I thought was very interesting about him is he is also depicted as a feathered serpent many times. Oh, we talked about that before. We've talked about feathered serpents before. For those of you that have listened to the podcast on petroglyphs and mm-hmm. strange rocks, the feathered serpent is a continued theme that's found on tons of petroglyphs, not only in North America, but in South America and all over the world, and in many cultures, including Asian cultures like Japan and China. And, well, gosh, just go to... Uh, the Mesopotamian things like the Akkadians and the Babylonians and the Sumerians, they all had winged serpents and winged yep. things. Dragons. Dragons, yeah. Look at the Ishtar Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mentioned the Aztecs, and they had a god, Quetzalcoatl, who, oh, was, yeah. who was also a winged serpent. It's kind of like the Egyptian gods and maybe some of the Roman or Greek gods, you know, how they had syncretism. I think we're seeing that in Quetzalcoatl and Itzamna. Yeah. Um, I think they, they share the same origin. But anyway. That, or like I said at the time, that there maybe was just a flying snake. A flying or a dragon or something. that, Yeah. Because and it shows it up everywhere. It was a legit thing and people were like, well, let's draw that. Yeah, it could have been a real cryptid or a real creature. Yeah. There you go. Okay, moving on, we have the goddess Exchel. Mm, now that's one, an interesting name. It is. It's very interesting. But not only is that interesting, but she's often known as the goddess O mm-hmm. or the goddess I, or she could be the goddess O and the goddess I. Like a computer? No, it's like she has different permutations. I picture it like yeah. one, zero, one, zero. I guess you I see what you're doing. I see mm-hmm. what you're doing. She's associated with the moon and weather and fertility and children, especially as the goddess O. Okay. But when you get to the goddess I version of Ixchel, mm-hmm. um, then all of a sudden you have this kind of sultry, seductive, sexy goddess. Mm-hmm. And together, put them together, and they are very similar to Aphrodite. Aphrodite, yeah, in the yeah. Greek pantheon. Yeah. So isn't I'm that following you? Isn't that strange? It is kind of weird. Okay, moving on to our next god. We've got the god Kenich Eho. Kenich Eho. Kenich Eho, yeah. That's per pronunciation.com. Yeah, we had to look that one up because it's weird. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rough strange. one. Yeah. So anyway, he was the sun god mm. and he was also called God G. I, I don't know why the uh, Mayans like to have gods with single letters. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he was also, he's also known as God G. Mm. Um, he is very similar to the god Ra, 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 Ra. the sun god that we talked Amor to earlier. Ra. Yeah. Now, Ra would be born and would die every day. Interesting. And, and, but Kenich Aho, he turns into a jaguar every night. Yeah. So he tracks across the sky and then to get back to where he starts again, he's on the prowl as a jaguar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. That's kind of cool. Kind of like a bro. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. Moving on. We've got Yum Samil. Okay. He is the Lord of Death. Okay, now we've talked a little bit about mm. lords of death, gods of kind of Anubisy. That kind of yeah, Anubis. And hell. we also had talked yeah, hell yeah. See and Hades, Hades. Yeah, you got this. 
They're kind of like tying in. They're all kind of like tying in. Yeah, it's kind of this weird thing. It's like people must be stuck or either that or maybe they had like really long range walkie talkies or cell coverage back then. I don't think so. One thing interesting about Yum Saimil mm-hmm. is similar to Anubis and the other one, he's often depicted in a state of decay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like a rotting corpse kind of Ugh. thing. Yeah. I don't know if he has any parts of him that are not decaying, though. Like we were talking about, uh, was it Hell? She has at least a pretty face. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get down lower towards her legs and stuff. And then she starts rotting away. She's like a butter butt. Yeah. Down. Yeah. And then Osiris, of course, he was wrapped in kind of mummy cloths. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was all messed up because he died and was glued back together. Interesting. So next up, we've got Yom Cox. Interesting. Yeah. That's a really hard one to say with a straight face. Yeah. It's really hard. But. Oh, no. (laughs) But. But not too hard. No, 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 no. No. Okay. So Yom Cox was the god of the forest and protector of wildlife. Okay. Now, who have we met on our journey that kind of fits that same description? The nympho. The The nymphomaniac. Pan. He loved nymphs. He wasn't a nymphomaniac. So, so I googled what the origin of the word nympho. Yeah, maniac. Nymphomaniac. Okay. Hey Google, what's the origin of the word nymphomaniac? The word nymphomaniac ultimately comes from Greek roots that give us nymph and mania. The ancient Greek source of nymph meant young woman or bride, and may be most familiar in the form of beautiful, powerful, sexualized, mythological maidens. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the origin of the word nympho is probably from Pan wanting to, you know, have wild parties with all the nymphs that were like these kind of almost godlike creatures that well, were one frequented the forests. They yeah. got turned into reeds and made a pan flute. Yeah, made a pan flute from her. We told that story already. But this Yum Cox, he's akin to Pan, but he doesn't have goat legs and okay. he doesn't have horns. Okay. As far as I know. Anyway, so let's move on. Uh, next up, we have Huracan. Okay. Now, Huracan, you can probably tell by the name, is the god of storms and chaos. Hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And who might we know? Actually, we probably have to combine two. But who would we know that has that same kind of reputation? At least the god of storms and then his brother, who is... Uh, kind of mischievous and the chaos, chaos. guy. So like Thor, storms. Thor is storms. Got a thunder, yeah. Thun- thunder, storms, lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And chaos being like Loki, mischievous, trickstery. Yeah, why did I just get an ACDC song, Thunderstruck? <laughs> just went through my head. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we've got Loki and Thor kind of all meshed up into Huracan. Ah, 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 yeah, ah, yeah, ah. yeah. I don't know. Something about when you make these connections, it's almost like when you discover the you know a piece in a puzzle and you get to like put it in place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's do one more and then we're going to wrap this baby up. Okay. Kukulkan. 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 Macaulay <laughs> no. I know a lot about this guy. Yeah, yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he uh, he had a hard time around the holidays because he was the youngest child and his siblings and cousins and everybody made fun of him. So he wished his family would disappear and then they forgot him because there was a neighbor kid who looked a lot like him from the side. 
you're in a totally different story. Sorry. But, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. no, Kukulkan. McCulkan. What did I call him? Kukulkan. Kukulkan. We've talked about this a little bit earlier, but we also talked about it in some of our earlier podcasts about petroglyphs. Mm, okay. And we talked about these reoccurring images that would show up on petroglyphs. And in fact, we talked about them in this episode. And they are feathered serpents. Um, Kukulkin, mm-hmm. he is known as the plumed serpent. Okay. Plumed. Yeah. And he is affiliated with Quetzalcoatl in the Aztec um, mm-hmm. pantheon. But I also found it very interesting that he also kind of ties in with the serpent that's in the Garden of Eden that was known as the Satan. The Satan. Yeah, or the serpent. That was it there. Mainly because they were deceptive. Mm -hmm. And the only thing we really know about this Kukulkin, because his mythology is all kind of messed up and all over the place, is that he is the god of the sky and of earthquakes. He's a mysterious fellow. Yeah. And so you think about the god of the sky, you know, the mythology behind the Satan or the serpent that's in the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. is that he is cast out and fell from the sky. Oh, he fell. Maybe he flew when he was in the sky. Mm -hmm. He didn't have wings in the garden because he was cast out. He lost his plumage. Yeah, I don't know if I would build a big theology around that or not, but I just find these very interesting that they Mm kind of connect in multiple ways. Yeah, that one's a pretty cool direct. Yeah, the the Quetzalcoatl and Kukulkin, I mean, they are are the same thing, uh, separated by a few hundred years. Mm -hmm. Um, The gods in the Middle East... Like Marduk and the dragon on the Ishtar Gate, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things that you see in the Middle East are very similar. And these are things that are shared all across the world. So there you go. That's pretty awesome. That's our deep dive into a rapid display of two pantheons of gods and their connections to other pantheons we've already talked about. Our deep dive into the kiddie pool yes. of these two pantheons. Yeah, I guess we didn't get that deep. Because we didn't get that deep. No. That you could go, you could probably do an entire episode on each god easily, easy, easy, because yeah. they're so vast. Like, I mean, you could go, you could probably do an entire episode on each god, just who they slept with. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. Quetzal, the, the Quetzal, love life of Quetzal each Pretzel. god. Wetzel's pretzels slept with Abercrombie and Fitch, who <laughs> later slept with Hollister, and then moved down the mall to. Uh, it would be a never-ending story. Yeah, it would never there, end. <gasps> Speaking of flying snakes. Oh, no. See? <laughs> Everything just kind of comes back to the same thing. Yeah. It's round and around and it's around. A, it's a circular world we live in, man. It's like yin and yang, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It is getting late again, Austin. We've had a it good is. time, I think. I've, I've had fun. I didn't have any fun. I'm hoping that next time we can like get into a couple more pantheons, but I want to go old school. I want to get into the ancient, ancient stuff that's going How on. How ancient? Well, I'm thinking the oldest pantheons that we know of. Like? They would be in the Middle East. Okay. In the, what they would call the Cradle of Civilization. Oh, the Fertile Crescent. The Fertile Crescent, yes. Um, there are really old votive figures and goddess mm. figures. Like, one of the most famous is the Venus of Willendorf. Willendorf? Um, yeah. But From Lord of the Rings? No, she's a she's a fertility goddess figurine that they dug up, and it's really, really old. We'll talk a little bit about that. But anyway, the gods of the ancient Middle East are fascinating and connected, and they have connections to a lot of the mythologies that people are interested in today, mm-hmm. like the Anunnaki, or mm-hmm. the Watchers, or 
the Nephilim and the Raphaim and the heroes of old that, you know, maybe spawned and started all of these concepts of these gods that ruled over certain parts of creation. So that's where I want to get to. I don't know. And we're four episodes in. We're going to do another one. I don't want to like be really strange about our pursuit of strange gods. <laughs> so we're going to try to wrap it up next time. But I hope we can get into that just a little bit. Throw out some teasers for people to think about. And then, uh, yeah, then we're going to go on to more and better things. I don't know about better things, but... Definitely more. More things. There you go. Yep. So I listened to our last drop. Mm-hmm. today no oh, okay what'd you think it was pretty good and you know when you played that uh section where hella she does like a little speech and you played that in our last episode we were unstoppable i was his weapon in the conquest that built asgard's empire and then when i just mentioned lord of the rings a minute ago i realized that those two people are the same Hilla and the elven witch in Lord of the Rings, who kind of beckons Frodo to look into the kind of seeing mirror when she pours the liquid. And and, in the first movie, it begins with her voice saying, I feel it in the water. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. I smell it in the air. That's how the beginning of the first Lord of the Rings movie starts. And my most favorite memory as a family, maybe, is we bought that movie or rented it. I had never seen it. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I was super excited because you and my older sister had read it. Yeah. And I I was just clueless. And we bought pizza from, like, Papa Murphy's, and we cooked it in the oven. And you were like, man, that smells good. And then she went, I feel it in the water. <laughs> I smell it in the air. And I, we just all laughed because it was... The timing was just... So that was yeah. one of my best family memories hmm. is us watching that movie. And then that girl's voice sparked that the same actress being that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That elven mm-hmm. witch, I think, is what she... The things they're talking about are very similar. Very similar, similar. yeah. But that that's is the, cool. That's the actress that played Gladriel, the elf... I'm going to have to dig through that and find it, and maybe we'll include that segment. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, buddy, you know what? You need to like get us out of this episode so that we can get on to study stuff for our next episode. And then we've got to do some research on our next adventures. I agree. Yep. So, 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 so. Follow, follow, follow us, 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 on, 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 on. Facebook, book, book, and Twitter, Twitter, work, 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 work. Instagram, man, 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 man. And, 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 all, 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 all. <laughs> so follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all of your other social media outlets and like give us, us a like, thumbs up, ratings, everything you can. Tell your friends. On, yeah, tell your friends about us and give us all the positive feedbacks you can on like every platform for podcast listening. That would help. And also, join us next time. For some cold drinks and some strange conversation. Some strange conversation. <laughs> taters. 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 taters.